The need for growth is the need to always be striving to become a better version of themselves. This need drives people to constantly be upgrading their emotional maturity, things like their education, their knowledge, because they're always trying to get to the next level. At times, even striving for perfectionism. People that have a need for growth typically have an expectation of the people around them to grow with them. Quite often in a relationship, if one partner has a need for growth and the other one doesn't, they tend to grow apart. It's why a lot of people end up getting divorced. So in my business, with my agents that have a dominant need for growth, I'm constantly challenging them to become a better version of themselves. I know that they want to level up. So by me reminding them of what's possible for them, they often accept the challenge, which propels them on a greater path towards greatness and all the things that they want. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast where I help agents become high-producing agents in business and in life. Please don't forget to leave a review after listening to today's episode. Early on in my career, one of the biggest mistakes I made when I was starting as an insurance agent was assuming that everybody was motivated for the same reasons as I was. This led me to a lot of frustrations and a lot of setbacks, and there were times where I almost quit. I remember in particular my first six months in the business, I started to recruit and build a team, and I had a room full of people. And I remember this like yesterday because I think it was a, a moment where I look back and yeah, I think I blew a bunch of people out that day. I remember giving a talk to my team about competing and, you know, having to want it like I wanted and having to work like I worked. And I, I remember looking in the eyes of the room full of people. And at the time, at the time, there were a few different types of people but I was only leading people to the way I like to be led. I was only talking to my team the way I like to be talked to. And uh, boy, that's that was sure a recipe to cut that room in half because I think the next week for training, I think only half the people returned. And I'll, I'll never forget it because that was the start of my journey um, learning about people. You know, looking back, uh, obviously I was naive at the time. Two decades later now, and having worked with you know thousands of people, I, I fully understand that each human has different basic needs. In today's podcast, guys, I'm going to break down the different basic human needs. This is going to save you the pitfalls and mistakes that I made, essentially condensing timeframes so that you can learn way faster than I did. So stick around. By the end of this podcast, I'm going to help you understand how to identify somebody who has that particular need. And I'm going to give you some ideas on how to fulfill this need for your teammates and future clients. If that sounds good, let's dive into it. Many years ago, Tony Robbins wrote a piece that included the six basic human needs. I wish, like I said earlier, I wish I would have understood this sooner as it would have propelled me to greatness so much quicker. It's important to understand that we all have a different mix of all human basic needs, kind of like the ingredients in a cake. You're all going to be dominant in a different area than your colleague. Everyone's going to have a different mix. It's going to be unique to you, kind of like a fingerprint. Once you learn how they work, you're going to be able to understand how to lead people to a level that you only dreamed of. This is going to help you in your business and your personal life alike. So let's dive into it. The first human basic need is this, the need for certainty. The need for certainty is the need to feel secure and safe about the future. It's also the need to avoid pain and stress and create pleasure. Think of it like a survival mechanism. There's a part in all of us that has the need for some certainty. 
let me give you some examples. The need for certainty are things like the need to seek safety, stability, and predictability in our lives. Now, people that are dominant in this need for certainty are typically people that are uncomfortable with change and they like to operate within their comfort zones. They're okay with every day looking the same and they thrive quite often in that nine to five environment and they look forward to a structured schedule. You know, they're often adverse to taking risks or they're sure to do all of their research and ask all of their questions before they make their next move. I find quite often that heavily analytical people quite often have a dominant need for certainty. When I have a teammate that falls into this category, I'm sure to reinforce the bigness of our company, how long we've been around and how stable our financial backing is, and that we have a game plan to be in business for the next X amount of years. It's a constant reminder of stability and strength. Early on in my career, especially when I was younger, I remember sitting down with 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds, and here's this 23, 24-year-old guy trying to lead people in their 40s and 50s. And what I didn't realize is the need for certainty. You know, there's a lot of people that I recruited back in the day that came from 20-year careers and 30-year careers, and you know, they had pensions that were that were building. And I didn't really pick up on the signs of stability. And I didn't spend enough time talking about our backing and how long we've been in business. I talked a lot about the money and how fast they could grow. And, and I think a lot of them looking back probably thought this was some get rich quick and I was a bit of a wing nut and they were probably questioning whether I'd be in business in, in a week, let alone the company. So as I grew, I learned, especially, you know, older people that have, that have careers that have been, that, that have been employees or been employed a long time. Um, they appreciate stability. You know, you talk to somebody who's been working with the same company for 30 years. There's a certainty need in that person. They love the structure. They, they, you know, they love how safe that is. They show up every day. They know what to expect. So early on, especially when I was younger, I found myself completely blowing out certainty people because I am the opposite of certainty, which brings me to the second basic human need, the need for variety. The need for variety or, or uncertainty is basically the opposite of the need for certainty. So this is the need for change. This is the need for every day to feel a bit different. You know, uncertainty people aren't afraid to take risks or try new things. You know, often changing jobs or careers on a whim. The idea of being stuck behind a desk every day and doing the same thing over and over again is a non-starter. They don't need the guaranteed salary with a three weeks vacation per year. They're okay to forge their own path. You know, quite often, these variety people, they seek adrenaline sports and they don't shy away from new situations or meeting new people. You know, putting themselves in a new environment around new people and new surroundings really doesn't scare them even one bit. Most of these people are very outgoing and extremely social. All right. If you're running a business and you have somebody on your team who's in a self-employed situation or self-employed structure, like you're a leader of, of a team of self-employed people, and you have somebody with a dominant need of uncertainty, here's how you lead them. Firstly, you have to remind them of the fact that they run their own business, they set their own hours, every day gets to feel different, they're constantly going to be learning new things, there's an unlimited amount of income they can make with no cap, no glass ceiling, you know, I'm reminding them that with this business, they can travel the world and they can get anything that they want. So those are some ways that I talk to my uncertainty, variety people, right? Because they're, they're risk takers, they're big thinkers, they want to live a big life. So you have to be feeding them those things, which are not the things you feed the certainty people. It's actually the opposite. So keep that in mind. Now, 
Before I move on to the next one, I recently created a free Goldbinder Masterclass. Make sure you head over to agentholbrook.com slash goal. This Goldbinder Masterclass is a guide that I have used for 18 years. If you want your business to thrive and you want to have the best chance of smashing your goals in 2023, then make sure you check out my Goldbinder Masterclass. All right, let's move on to this next basic human need. The next one is the need for significance. The need for significance is the need for recognition. Significance people want to be seen. They want to be noticed by as many people as possible. They're always fighting for the next contest and always checking the numbers to see where they rank. You can tell a significance person when you walk into their office or they log on on a Zoom call because they have their trophies and plaques kind of sitting behind them on the wall. They've literally tied their identity to winning and are constantly measuring the growth to make sure that they're on track to winning some more. You know, you can spot a significant person on social media quite easily because, you know, they're on there talking about themselves and their achievements and their personal progress. It doesn't make them bad people. I have a dominant significant uh, part of me as well, especially earlier on in my younger years. I think I've kind of transitioned more away from the significance need. And by the way, as people get older and and, and their their situation changes or they experience growth, their, 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 their needs definitely change over time. I had a dominant need of significance um, and now it shifted. And, and like I said, it doesn't make them bad people. It just means they crave different things because they have this dominant need. But in general, for these people, you always want to be throwing a contest they can qualify for and to make sure you know, you're giving them something to fight for. The interesting thing about significance people is a lot of the time deep down, they just want you to tell them that they're special and how much you mean to them which actually ties into the next need. The next need is the need for connection. The need for love and connection is the need to be constantly seeking a close relationship with someone or something. What I found is that a lot of significance people have been competing their whole life for attention. But at the end of the day, what they really want is a hug and for someone to tell them how proud they are of them. You know, a lot of kids growing up, tried seeking love and connection from their parents by competing. Now, this comes across as significance, but masks their need for love and connection. People who are dominant in the need of love and connection are typically loyal with people they love. They're not afraid to spend quality time, and they often have a strong relationship of trust with a special group of people. In business, for those that have a dominant need for connection, I'm constantly reminding them of their gifts I'm constantly reminding them of how special they are in my life. And I'm not telling them anything that isn't true. I'm just typically more vulnerable with them because they're more vulnerable with me. And what this does is this builds our bond even stronger. The next is the need for growth. The need for growth is the need to always be striving to become a better version of themselves. This need drives people to constantly be upgrading their emotional maturity, things like their education, their knowledge, because they're always trying to get to the next level. At times, even striving for perfectionism. People that have a need for growth typically have an expectation of the people around them to grow with them. Quite often in a relationship, if one partner has a need for growth and the other one doesn't, they tend to grow apart. It's why a lot of people end up getting divorced. So in my business, with my agents that have a dominant need for growth, I'm constantly challenging them to become a better version of themselves. I know that they want to level up. So by me reminding them of what's possible for them, they often accept the challenge 
And as a result, become a way better version of themselves, which propels them on a greater path towards greatness and all the things that they want. All right, next need, the need for contribution. The need for contribution is the need to make a difference in your community, your family, or your home. Contribution people are always talking about giving back or the greater good of what's possible. Often contribution people are trying to change the world and are even willing to put everything ahead of themselves, even at a financial loss. I find contribution people to be very compassionate and empathetic towards all people. You can hear it when they speak. They're very inclusive. They often get emotional when they're talking and they usually have their goals tied to big things like building wells of, you know, water wells in third world countries or helping poverty in their communities or anything that involves making a difference in somebody else's life. In my business, when I'm leading a contribution person, I often remind them to take care of themselves and their families. Sometimes contribution people can get so caught up in the world itself that they're willing to put themselves and their family on the back burner and suffer as a result. Further to that, with contribution people, I'm always reminding them that when they accomplish their goals, the impact that they're going to have on the world, and I rarely talk about money or trophies with contribution people because it almost repels them away from taking the next step. All right. At this point, I hope that this podcast has helped not only break down the six basic human needs, but also how to identify people that have them and how to lead them in your teams or in your life. The more I learned about the basic human needs, the better I became with people. Remember, the biggest mistake you can make is to lead people to your dominant need and almost every leader does it. Don't be that leader. Grow beyond yourself and learn about people. Guys, I'm putting out more content than I ever have before. All I ask is please share this podcast with your teams or share it with people that might need to listen to this episode. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next one.